Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, the podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, what matters most is the unjust stigma of adjustable rate mortgages, or why are adjustable mortgages a thing? Are they good? Are they bad? And for this helpful discussion, I'm thankful to be joined remotely today by Cody Sustakoski, residential loan originator at First United. Cody, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well, Eric. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate you joining me as always. And uh, so let's let's talk about adjustable rate mortgages or arms are we, we we kind of joked about this before we hit record are, are arms a, a good thing a bad thing what what is an arm how do they work well, Cody can you <laughs> clear it up for us I, I will clear it up I mean it is uh, like we like we said there is kind of an unjust stigma that goes with them um, and there there's positives and negatives just like there is with anything else but um, you know basically in, in a nutshell and and Adjustable rate mortgage, or, or uh, more commonly known as an ARM, uh, is basically a mortgage. It has a rate that is fixed for a certain length of time, generally at the beginning, um, and then becomes adjustable thereafter. So, for example, uh, a five slash one ARM may have a payment amount um, that's based on a thirty-year repayment. So it's got a thirty-year amortization. Uh, but the initial rate is only fixed for the first five years, as indicated by the first figure, and then adjusts once a year, every year thereafter, as indicated by the second figure. So unlike a balloon, uh, which is somewhat, they're, they're often intertwined, and they're two completely different things, but a balloon mortgage um, is due, you know, after, let's say a five-year balloon over a 30-year amortization means that, that that loan is due in full after five years. Um, whereas an adjustable rate mortgage, you can actually ride that out for the full 30-year term, uh, but most people end up refinancing or doing something doing something else, um, which we'll we'll talk a little bit more about, I'm sure, um, for for one reason or another. So a balloon is not an arm, or is it an arm? Just a different kind of arm. They they are they are two completely different things. They're just uh, they're confusing because they have a lot of similarities. Right. So people conflate the two ideas and and that's what causes some of the confusion and probably some of the reason why people think arms are a bad thing. Correct. Awesome. Okay. So, so, uh, why, why would I ever choose an arm over a fixed rate mortgage? What's the, what's the reason for that? Um, That's a really good question. And of course, um, the, the past couple years have, have put the theories on that to test. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't that long ago. I was actually quoting 30-year fixed interest rates at lower rates than what the arms were, uh, which is very uncommon. Uh, but based on the interest rate market that we were in, that's just how it was. So at that time, you'd almost be foolish to choose an arm over a 30-year fixed um, for that reason. So in a normal market, which normal is not really in our <laughs> vocabulary still, um, so but Maybe that maybe that's not the right word, but typically, um, arms do have lower interest rates than fixed rate mortgages, um, and in many instances, like here at First United, most of our arms involve in-house financing. So rather than you know, playing by all the rules of secondary market lending, 
we're able to decrease our required down payment amounts and do certain things that wouldn't otherwise be quote unquote acceptable with secondary market underwriting. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and there's, and there's, um, I think one of the, one of the things about that, that the stigma probably comes from that idea that your rate can just constantly change, but there are, there are some rules around that too, right? So once you get to that, that, uh, period of time when the rate can change every year, for example, in your five, one mm-hmm. example, um, are there rules dictating what the most that can happen in, a, in any given year? There, there are. And of course we're required to disclose those up front. Um, and I would, I would argue that I tend to over disclose them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make sure that, you know, I don't ever want somebody calling back and saying, you didn't tell me this. Right. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a nightmare for us. So there, there are caps, um, so there, there's caps as far as how much it can increase year over year. There's caps as far as the total increase over time. We'll disclose, of course, what the uh, what the index and the margin are. So, you know, kind of what it's based on um, when it does adjust. So, yeah, we there, there's your your risk is somewhat regulated, I guess we would say. Perfect. So what are the what are the risks? What are the risks of an arm? So, you know, kind of like we said, there's pros and cons, right? So mm-hmm. we, we start with the, the bad news first and the good news later. So, right. um, you know, from what I've said so far, the, the obvious risk is the adjustable portion of the interest right. rate. Right. At some point, that can begin to vary up or down, which naturally we all tend to think like, well, it's going to go up. It's never going to go down. Yeah, it's always yeah. going to go down. Yeah. So they, they can go down. Okay. Um, as well as up, but that also means you know, your payment could increase or decrease over time. Um, and that's where it's important to make sure that you're, you're at least aware of the cap um, and, and prepared potentially for it to adjust. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of theories at some point, you know, say five, five years from now, what's your situation going to be, right? You might be able to afford a higher payment. It might, there, there's endless possibilities. Right. Right. So what are the, what are the advantages? So when I, when I speak about this, of course, I'm, I'm speaking using examples of first United's products because that's what I know. Um, so, you know, it's not to say that there's, you will seldom find arm products that are a hundred percent identical from bank to bank. Everybody does something just a little bit different, uh, whether it's different rate options, different terms, different adjustment periods. Um, it, it's kind of all over the board. You'll see a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. But um, here, the, the biggest advantages are generally, again, in a normal time, like right now. Um, and right now, it's gone back to this, where 30-year fixed rates are, are through the roof. Mm-hmm. And the adjustable rates haven't quite taken off as much yet. Um so the the lower rates and again the lower down payment to avoid PMI, um, which I'll, I'll touch on real quick. I know we covered this in a previous episode. PMI would being private mortgage insurance. So when you put less than twenty percent down on a typical conventional program, you're required to pay an additional insurance premium um, that would cover the bank basically in the event of a loss. So this would with these in-house arms rather than putting twenty percent down we typically require maybe 10.01% or 15% depending on the program to avoid that PMI coverage. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Well, and and probably one of the other advantages, like you you said, right now is a, a unique time where the traditional thirty year mortgages have kind of gone up, and and if you can get in at an arm for a shorter period of time, five, seven, ten years, you can kind of lock in something at a lower rate for a while, and then refi at some point in time down the road. Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I mean, we. We in the industry kind of joke, we're, we're setting ourselves up for the next refi. <laughs> right, right. Well, so when is it appropriate for, for a consumer to, to think about an arm? So it's, it's, it's very situational. Everybody's situation, everybody's risk tolerance, they're, they're, they're all different. So every conversation is different. I could, have, I could have two different borrowers with the exact same scenario and each of them choose a different option. Because one might one might be comfortable with with an arm, one might not be. Um, it just depends. But you know, my job is really to sit here and educate borrowers on their options, the pros and cons of each. Um, and it's of course up to them ultimately what they choose. But I try to get people thinking about plans and goals, mm-hmm. short term, long term. You know, obviously we we know plans change, right? But we generally have a pretty good idea. Uh, and this gives us at least a direction. You know, I'm going to ask, is this your forever home or do you see yourself moving within the next five to 10 years? Um, if you do move, will you most likely sell this home or would you prefer to keep it as a rental? You know, those are some, those are just you know two of the thousands of questions that we can ask um, just to kind of get a feel for how long do you think you're actually going to keep this mortgage? So a lot of it's based on statistics. So, it used to be that a, a mortgage was only kept for on average about seven years. Um, you know, whether somebody sold the home, refinanced it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the rock bottom 30 year fixed rates or 15 year, fi- we'll say secondary market fixed rates over the past um, couple of years will probably skew that number, right? If I've got a two and a half percent interest rate on my mortgage that's fixed, I'm going to be reluctant to to want to do anything with that unless I'm backed into a corner. Maybe my, maybe I get you know a job transfer and I have to move. Sure. Maybe I have to put a kid through college and I have to pull cash out of my the equity in my home to do that. Um, and of course, there's there's other tools to be able to do that versus refinancing, but that might skew that number a little bit. But I think for the most part, it'll hold true. Um, and you know, interestingly enough, I I had a I had somebody say this to me and I'm like, I'm going to steal this because it's very relevant. Mm-hmm. Regardless of which side of the political fence you sit, the reality is a seven in one arm takes us through the next two elections. Yep. So those of us in the industry are hoping that one of those may cause the rates to drop again, you know, opening a golden opportunity to refinance into a fixed rate mortgage if it makes sense. You know, if rates drop back down into the threes, obviously you're going to come back and we're going to take another look at this. Right. Um, but ultimately again, that, that seven year average kind of tells us that you're probably not going to keep this mortgage for 30 years. Right. Right. So unless you can lock in something that's dramatically, you know, a, a, a great rate that we saw in, you know, the last several years when, when rates were so low, you know, some, some of these products might make, make sense right now because, because of how, how the long-term rates have, have gone. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So do you have any examples? Let's talk through some, some examples of things that maybe you've seen situations you've seen that where, where arms came into play. Oh, I mean, I've, I've got, 
tons of them. Um, there, there is one particular one that comes to mind, um, mainly because it was, it was a make or break scenario as well. Um, but I, I did just recently have one, um, borrower was right around a 700 credit score. So, you know, great credit, but not tier one, top tier, uh, credit, uh, purchasing a fairly cookie cutter, we'll say stick built primary residence, no, no quirks as far as the, the, the residence or the, the property went, um, $300,000 purchase price, putting 10% down. So $30,000. Um, and she was, she came to me adamant about the 30 year fixed rate. Um, so of course we started there, um, cause that's what she asked for. So when I, when I quoted the 30 year fixed rate on a secondary market loan, uh, at that time we were looking right around 6% with no points. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course those rates have been all over the board recently, but, uh, her principal and interest payment was right around just over, actually, let me look. I still, I still have it written right here. So it was, uh, about sixteen nineteen a month, so one thousand six hundred nineteen dollars a month, not including taxes and insurance. And since she was putting less than twenty percent down, there was about one hundred and seventy seven dollars a month added for PMI. Right. So she would have been looking at a total payment of seventeen ninety six a month before taxes and insurance. So once I added everything up, started calculating ratios, I knew we were going to have some challenges getting her approved. Um, she had a new vehicle, student loans, a little bit of credit card debt, you know, all very typical things that we see, uh, and nothing that she couldn't afford, but she, uh, I mean, after all, she managed to save up, save up $30,000 to buy the house. So, you know, it's not that she was having an issue with it, but, um, you know, the higher interest rate, the PMI, we're actually making it unaffordable. Um, it was, it was taking it to a point where her debt to income ratio was over the limit for secondary market lending. Um, and I, I knew in the back of my mind probably wasn't going to fly. So, um, we started talking about her, her plans and she did let me know that this is no more than a three to five year home, um, because she figured her job was going to end up taking her somewhere else. And she wanted to go somewhere else at some point. So I asked her just, hear me out on this. And we started talking about the adjustable options and I presented her with the three different arms that we typically offer. Um, she drilled me with questions, which I loved every minute of it because when, when people ask questions, it lets me know that they're, they're truly engaged. They're actually listening to my answers. Um, and it makes me more comfortable knowing that they're well-informed. Sure. So it helps me sleep a little better knowing that uh, I've told her everything I think she needs to know and, and answered all of her questions. So after thinking about it for about an evening, she, uh, she called me back and she was a hundred percent set. Let's roll with the seven, one arm. Um, she knew she wanted to give herself a little bit of additional breathing room. She said three to five years, but the seven year gives me a couple extra years. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, the seven, one arm was at four and a quarter. So 4.25 as opposed to six with no points. Um, She only had to put an additional $30 down. So to get to that 10.01% instead of 10, Mm -hmm. um, no PMI. So she ended up with a monthly payment before taxes and insurance of about $13.29. So $467 less per month, about 26% savings. Wow. Um, if she does stay in this house, I, 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 
love that I have these numbers right here. Yeah, she, this is awesome. If she does stay in this house for five years, she will have saved herself $17,400 in interest, $10,620 in PMI, plus she'll owe about $7,000 less on the principal of her loan at that time. So basically, she just saved herself $35,000 over the next five years. Wow. That's so, excellent. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's not the most extreme example I could give you. It just happens to be one that, you know, this, this really made a difference. This actually, she wouldn't have been approved otherwise. Right, right. So that savings, you know, the $467 savings got her debt to income ratio where we needed it to be. And we're going to be able to make this happen. So don't get me wrong. I've had examples of, of when things go bad. Right. Um, and even in most of those instances, folks, when they get to the end of that, of that fixed period, they usually have options, right? They can refinance. We can, there, there's often modification programs. There's a lot of things that can happen. I've seen people play the arm game when they're buying, you know, they're buying in at a higher rate and actually watch the rates go down and they'll play it year to year. Mm. Um, that scares me to death, but I've seen people play the game. I've seen them win it. Um, and I will say I've seen people that have been beaten by it. And, and most of those instances, unfortunately, are when they've been either given bad advice or they were given good advice and didn't listen to it. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, it really comes down to just understanding all of your options and not just assuming that because you've heard bad things about an arm that, that it's not the right thing for you. It's, it's sure. talk through your options with someone like yourself who, who knows all the, the pieces of the puzzle and, and can help to kind of help you understand what's available to you. So that's, that sounds, that sounds excellent. I'm glad that that worked out for that, that client. So Cody, do you have any final thoughts, any, uh, anything to wrap up this, this conversation around arms? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to, to the point of what you just said, I, I remember a time several years ago uh, when I looked at, at my predecessor in this position and, and I said, how do you sleep at night selling these adjustable rate mortgages? Cause you, kind of, cause you didn't understand them at the time. Is that, is that what <laughs> that's exactly it? I had, I, you had written them I off. Had that, <laughs> I had that preconceived. I thought they were bad, mm-hmm, right? I had mm-hmm. no idea otherwise. Um, and for a long time, I, I didn't fully understand why until I really got into the business and I saw examples of where people were able to actually benefit from this if it's presented right and they know what they're getting themselves into. Right. So, um, you know, I, now I'm, I'm, I'm very clearly passionate about this and I, I think it's a great option under the right circumstances. So, you know, I, I guess my, my final thought you know, we all fear the unknown. It's, it's human nature. Uh, but the only way to avoid that is through education and preparation. So you know, don't shut something out before you have all the facts and never be afraid to ask questions. Excellent. Well, this has been really uh, educational and, and hopefully helpful for, for our listeners out there. Uh, so Cody, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, if, if any of our listeners have a question or maybe they want to learn more, maybe they, maybe they had written off, uh, arm arms in the past and they're now they're reconsidering that, well, maybe right now is a good time for me to be talking about this. What's the best way that they can get the support they need? Oh yeah. Um, they can always go to our website, uh, mybank.com slash mortgage. 
Um, they can certainly visit any one of the local First United community offices and set up an appointment with an originator. Um, or they can certainly contact our customer service center at 888-692-2654. Um, and they can get them in touch with an originator to have that conversation. Cody Sustakoski, Residential Loan Originator at First United. Thank you again for joining me. Thanks, Eric. That brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.